pussy pops into center view. Are are you available? Question mark. Hello and welcome back. (laughs) I think something that would be really fun for us to do is to show the world what kind of fans that we have. I. Absolutely, because everybody needs to share in our joy and our pain. (laughs) (laughs) Because one thing I love about our fans is that they are aggressive. They know what they want. They're driven. They know what they want. They're not scared Mm -hmm. to express what they want. Um, But sometimes it's a little... A bit much. Interesante. Interesante, if you say for clarity, when we get emails, it gets sent to our manager. Yeah. Our and business email. Yeah. Raina we we have access to it, but for those kind of emails, like, it goes through somebody before it would ever get to us. Yeah. Are you looking at my tits? <laughs> I know. I, because I, I was just like, I'm loving I'm loving the bedazzled cross. Ooh, and I'm loving the... Oh, my God. We both have crosses. See, we're always on the same wavelength. Anyways, yeah, you were just looking down. I was like, <laughs> what if I just always at? looked there? Yeah, that must. I don't know what that's like. I don't have the biggest tits, so uh-huh. um, I could imagine if I had big tits, people would be doing. It. Anyways, okay, so it goes through Aaron usually the the messages, um, and so for this episode today, I asked him to, um, just take screenshots of emails from fans that we've gotten. And um, and also we have not seen these. We have not I, I seen these know. at all. We've never read them. Mm. Aaron's really good at just like not saying anything. Um, so let's read them off. Oh my god, I'm ex- I'm scared, but I'm excited. Do you want to start us off and read off one? Okay, first we're starting off with a little bit of romance. Romance, I love this. Okay, I don't know how how to explain it. You are make me feel like something where I can't explain about it. I I need you to speak clearer, okay? Okay, I don't know how to explain it. You are made me feel like something I can't explain about it. I've been following you for years. Oh, trying so many times to talk to you, but I was not able to talk to you. But now I am in India. Satsrikal. Missing you a lot. Loving name okay that was sweet that was sweet that was like he's 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 you know he loves me he cherishes me shout out india i'm gonna cry shout out india love that y'all. was that was a very sweet message that was really, we, i love how we started things off sweet okay i'm gonna go with one <clears throat> hello samantha i enjoy watching you dance you move so smoothly look tasty and i love when you're <laughs> i love when your little white slut blank pussy pops into center view are are you available question mark what can a blank like me do to get with you question mark i enjoy shitting on white women bj's by the beach watching white girls get that bbc regardless etc what are your hobbies likes and dislikes question mark have a great day exclamation point cheers Why am I unfazed by this? Why? You know, I I like. Pussy pop! 
I enjoy watching you dance. You move so smoothly. Look tasty. And I love when you're little. <laughs> I'm in pain. It pops into center view, he said. <laughs> what? What center view is the pussy popping into? There's a lot to dissect with this. This this needs to be studied by Harvard this educators. Message. because My favorite is when he says at the bottom, cheers comma <laughs> and puts his name yeah, he's saying, as if this is like a polite message respectful he says love bj's by the beach farewell <laughs> the fuck okay Raina, no. you're up to bat yeah Raina, try to top that i can't okay vibe. let's go <laughs> that was so there's funny. some words we can't say there's some like weird shit so i'm just gonna stay blank whenever something and like bad is yeah <laughs> There's so many funny Okay, ones. so when you read okay. these, Raina, I know you just have to t- really try to keep your cool so we can understand what, what is happening, okay? okay? All right, here we go. Raina, I'd like to hire you to tie me up and kick and punch me. Looking for a hard and brutal kicking session. $1,000 plus. Let me know if you are interested. Request for business. I can say, I'm in. Wow. There's also- Wait, read that again. Read that again. You went by that really quickly. Let's let's take it slow. What what was what I'm did it say? I'm so used to getting messages like this. Reina, I'd like to hire you to tie me up and kick and punch me. Looking for a hard and brutal kicking session. $1000 plus. Let me know if interested. Business request. <laughs> <laughs> My rate is $3,000 for a single. Now, if you want brutal, that's even more expensive. Right? Yeah, what would be so your rate wh- to kick, so, like, to have somebody tied up and just, you just walk in and you just. Well, I don't think you'd ever do that, but I just. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say, like, 10 to 20 k Okay. For like an hour sesh. We're going to be getting a lot of inquiries in the, in oh my the God. emails now. I know. Everyone's going to be like, what did you guys do? Business request. I actually have. So, okay. So aside from Aaron compiling the emails, I went through. Okay. Actually, shout out Mama Joti. My mom went through my DM request and sent me the funniest ones too. Oh, she did? So I have some really <gasps> fucking funny ones. Mm, okay. Okay. All go. Right. Here we go. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Okay. Pussy pop. So the the title, like the subject line, is fun. <laughs> Wait, no. This is the best part. The email is, I'm a fuck you hard at gmail dot com. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then the email states, I want to fuck. That's it. Straight to the point. That's it. Wait, if he's if his email is, I want to fuck you hard at gmail at gmail dot com. Then he must be emailing tons of bitches. But I love that the subject line is fun. It's fun. It's fun for you. F is for friends who do stuff together. U is for you and me. N is for anywhere and anything at all down here in the deep blue sea. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, your turn. Go, go, go. go. Okay, okay. Okay, let me pull it up. Hmm. You're incredible. Would you ever consider consider having a male slave i i come with references from the u.s and europe having served in real life i'd ideally like 24 7 but would commit all my finances and skills 
to enhance your lifestyle and would expect nothing in return but serving at the feet of a goddess. I'm 36, 6'2", dark blonde, blue eyes, fit, good looking. Okay. Can send photos and discuss further if you're interested. Then he sent me another, another message. I am also a first degree. Purr! Okay, so he's a fellow martial artist. Okay. Wow. He wants to be my slave. 24-7 he said, preferred. He said ideally. Ideally. 24, he said 24-7 or I'm out. It's fucking Shark Tank over I here. I feel like something they should say in their description too, if they're actually really trying to sell themselves, they should give you a number, like a price range. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, he says he's financially, he would commit the all of his finances. Ball. Like, what does that mean? Okay, yeah. We, honestly, don't, we don't know what your job is. We don't know what your income is. That's not a good yeah. sales pitch. I think as like a business strategy, on your sales pitch, if you're coming slave. in, you, you've got to be able to just come in with a number at yeah. least. Okay. You know? six two, if I were to have a 6'2 dark blonde blue eyes slave, mm-hmm. honestly, I would just want you to cook for me. I just want some yummy meals. They'd be mad at you. They'd be like, put me to work. And you're like, honestly, can you just make me some mac and cheese? He wants I mean- a fucking whip up the mac and cheese. He wants to, he says he wants to serve at the feet of a goddess. <laughs> why, why can't more men okay. be like this? You know what? If only, if only real no, people would just like, be. It's like the men at the gas station who are like, I'm breathing the same air as a goddess. And uh-huh. all these men are just like, yeah, you're fucking hot. I will, my standards will forever be high because of the gas station man and this slave man. So, th- not slave man, man who wants to be my slave. Okay. Period. <clears throat> I'm going to go into the next one, okay? Go, vibes. This guy says, um, he emails and says, hey, are you in a relationship or married or have a boyfriend? You are pretty to me. Aww. Um, And then, I, this must have happened um, a little bit ago, but I must have given Aaron permission. I was like, hey, you can reply. Because it's just funny. And then Aaron says, Hi, Caleb. Samantha's manager here, Aaron. I'm single. What's good? <laughs> he, re- he replies, "Um, Good in you. And then he <laughs> He's re- like, I'm interested. And then he replies again and says, Can I be your man? So then all of a sudden, the tables have turned. Now he's interested in Aaron. Oh, shit. Okay. And then the next message Aaron says is, Yes. And then the... the- <laughs> And then the guy says yes. And then the guy replies and says, "So are you on Instagram?" <laughs> Damn. Okay. Oh my god. There's there's just so many crazy messages that I'm like, oh my. Subject line: You are truly a special talent. And the email address is labialips at yahoo.com. My favorite is like the names of the emails. Because they made these emails just to send just these to the, messages. He's, he's not fucking conducting yeah, work on labialips at yahoo.com. Hello, martial arts queen! Four exclamation points. I watch you on Instagram and your martial arts are very good. I enjoy watching you and I find you to be very passionate. Facts. I would love to offer something for you because I believe a girl like you sharing your exceptional martial arts skills to the world should be rewarded. Four more, more uh, exclamation points. I do very private erotic massages only for women i specialize in deep tissue massages and then we enter the world of erotic massage you are completely nude (laughs) sorry you're completely nude in the comfort of your own home or dwelling or at my place (laughs) it's it's very 
sensual and it's very erotic. And my love, it's not your speed and it's at your limit. All divine respect is given unto you. We spend an extraordinary private time of a minimum of 90 minutes up to three hours. I use a variety of oils and lotions. I start with my hand and I finish with giving you a wonderful, tantalizing, magical, <laughs> and breathtaking, surely orgasmic. I'm not going to say the last part. <laughs> I'm in 35 years old. Great shape. Feel free if you're ever interested. That's my last fucking resort. Let me tell you right the fuck now. I would I would he rather said 90 minutes 90 to 3 hours. Do fucking better. Uh, but to be honest, I'd rather go back to my sister before I hit that made up. But th- step the step the fuck up, you know? Wow. That one was uh These men be failing out here. 90 minutes? God damn. That okay. was the best message. Holy shit. Okay. All right. Next one is yeah. there's no subject line. Nothing. I'm serious. Okay. I'm a serious man. Hello, Samantha. I want to meet you. Please see me. I love you very much. I want to spend a day with you. I live in Aww. Turkey. I'm not your fan because I love you so much. I would give so much to meet you. He's not your fan, though? He said, I'm not your fan Damn. because I love you so he much. Just... I would give so much to meet you. He just fucking roasted you. He said, psych bitch. He said, psych bitch. I'm yeah. not your fan. Guess said, what, though? I'm not your Guess fucking what? fan. Guess what? I'm going to slide in, but honestly, though, I'm not your fucking fan. I'm not your... Don't get your fucking hopes up, you egotistical you bitch. Wish. I'm What's not your fan. I don't know how to pronounce that. Anyways... All right, dude. The turkey men be hard on us, for real, for he, real. He really said, like, you got to work for it, but... uh, <laughs> He said, you got to fucking fan work love. for it. Fan love. And also fan... Not love. Okay, right now. <laughs> let's go into the next one. <laughs> okay, okay. This will be the last one. So make this one juicy. I love when they just send, like, um... Um selfies of themselves it's so oh the funny. selfies oh no there was one selfie that aaron said samantha can i please show you this picture of this man oh is it the nude it it wasn't i don't think it was nude i think he just had his shirt off and no. it was the angle it was like an upward angle and like literally it scars me to this day Aaron finds it so funny, so he just randomly shows it to me, and I'm like, like, literally, that's good. that man is gonna haunt me in my nightmares. It's Please like Aaron's stop. wallpaper. It's just this man. Dude, your alarm clock goes like, off. It's, it's just, whoop. I'm not a fan of it, but uh, okay, Rana, what's the next one? Okay, this one's fucking crazy. So this woman seems to think that I am um dating Zac Afron. And that I have a baby with Dylan Efron, and that I che- I cheated on both of them with Zendaya. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, word like that is my dream what? scenario. <laughs> what just fucking happened there? I Where are you going, vibes? Whoa. I thought I was about to fall backwards. Wait, how far back? I went like how this far back? I thought it was going back. Falling. Okay, wow. Okay, so that is a love triangle. So you were with one brother, you switched to another brother, and then yeah. you said, screw both of the brothers. I'm going for Zendaya, which honestly, period. Word. Like, on Zendaya, if you're watching this. But anyways, so she sends a picture of Dylan, Dylan Efron, which I don't know if you know, guys, but I, Dylan and I did a project together. I mean, he's a great guy. We're tight. But, like, 
Yeah, you that's, did a you did a, a, a Sony commercial Sony with commercial, him. So yeah. that's why I was like, wait, this is weird because yeah, nobody weird knows that, she... that I even know. So, anyways, she sends a picture of him and she goes, "He hid this picture from the top to hide from you. He wants to be loyal. Don't worry, girl. I totally embarrassed him about it. He's out having fun and wanting you to chase him." And then she sent d- screenshots of her DMs to Dylan saying, "I know what you did," and then screenshots of her conversation or her messages to me to him. And then she goes, he's so mad at me because I don't control you. He's shy because you're so pretty. I tried to tell maybe he should reach out. He, he wants you that bad, right? But he's really shy. Like, really, really shy. I don't even think he slept with her. And then she said, so I'm about to be homeless if I don't start selling porn or dance? Okay. <laughs> I'm done. Wow. wow. She's writing a fiction story. What, what a what She's a writing a story. fucking novel. That's a novel I would read. Wow. Well, we're, we're just going to end the fan love and the fan there. Love also, if you guys Shout out ever, to our fans. Yeah. If you guys ever come across, like, a fan fiction story, like Wattpad or anything with us in it, or a big book talk or anything, people send it to me, and it's so entertaining for me. Like, if you ever come across something, send it to us because it's so funny. I love that we're on book talk. I our videos book talk. are on book talk. Yeah. And if you don't know what it is, it's, like putting us into fictional stories with our videos and like creating all these storylines which that's what it we makes want sense. yeah because we are creating stories on our social media. so something that we've actually never really talked about but something that we'll share with you now hmm. um is every professional shoot that we do there's a story behind it um but we leave it open for interpretation for you guys right. to look at it and figure out what it is. So that's why we love book talk so much is that they're creating their stories. Yeah. Which may or may not kind of align with what the story is. Yeah. And sometimes they add in a little bit of romance there, like gone wrong. And it's just, it's so funny. <laughs> said, gone wrong. It's, it's, it's like always gone wrong. Knife, like, fucking just neck yeah. kicking the shit out of him. I love it. Anyways. So let's dive into childhood. <laughs> <laughs> So I think one thing that, um, you know, I think is really important and crucial to who we are Mm -hmm. because we live a very different lifestyle. Um, People will look at you and say, how the hell are you doing all this at 19 years old? Um, And how did we get here? What did we go through? Because a lot of people don't even really start getting into what they're pursuing until they get out of college, right. et cetera. Um, and so I thought it would be fun for us to kind of share a little bit about our upbringing and like what got us into everything that we're doing today. I love that. I love how we're going f- from foot slaves to childhood. And that's I just, feel like that's very fitting. It's for very us. fitting for our lives. Yeah. You never know what's going to happen. You we're never just, know. Given a little bit of everything. Yeah, baby. Pick a pick a something that you want to talk about and share with everybody that you think was really like um important for you growing up that got you here today. Oh my god, there's so many um moments that I I could reflect on and be like, oh my gosh, that changed the entire course of my life. And I do owe it to a lot of people who encouraged me to pursue my passion and follow my career. I think that a lot of people end up not pursuing what they're passionate about because of their surroundings, their environment, and they just don't have people around them to uplift them in that way. So I was just very lucky to always have my parents to encourage me in that way. Um, For example, when I first started martial arts at two years old, I was hiding under the benches at the dojo and 
It took a girl at the time who was like 16 years old. Love her to this day. Shout out Alexa and Julia. But they came to me and they were like, hi, hon. Like, do you want to just try a class today? And I said no for three months until one day they finally got me out to the class and they did the entire class with me just by my side. And because of them, I loved it ever since. And I remember my grandpa would just take me to class every single day. Um, and because of that, because it just kind of became a routine to me, like I would leave during uh, lunchtime or playtime in like kindergarten all the way through fourth grade to go do martial arts. And I think just because it was so, um, it was established at an early age for me that my purpose in life is to be great at martial arts and to be great at something that can impact the world in a different way. Um, bar. Yeah, because it's, it's, it, there's so many amazing people who are impacting the world um, through their financial gain or in ways that they have at their disposal. So I knew that I wanted it to be something like a passion that's just like so pure for me that I don't even have to try that I could inspire people. Um, that's crazy. Yeah. I think it's like the journey of you just being so shy and then martial arts was that outlet for you to just be who you are and discover that like that was your purpose. It felt like in life. Correct? Like that's just like what it felt, right? Yeah, cuz okay. growing up I was very um I was I wasn't antisocial. I was very popular. I had a lot of friends, but it didn't fulfill me in the way that martial arts did. And I'm talking like 6 years old. Mm-hmm. I'm talking six years old that I wanted to get up off the couch, stop fucking watching Dora the Explorer, and go to class and beat the shit out of a kid. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, that's so crazy because, you know, people see you now and it's just like this confidence that radiates from you. And so to bring it back to like... You weren't always, I mean, you were always this way because you were, what, like, three or, like, six or something at that time? Yeah. I started martial arts at two, and then I started competing at seven. Seven. Because I got my black belt six. But, like, does that, is that similar to kind of how things transpired for you, too, where you just felt it right away? Or was it more of, like, a progression? So, I, from literally the age of, like, three, I have home videos. My dad was really big into filming everything. So, I have videos from every age um and I was always singing dancing being loud I had three older siblings two brothers and a sister so you know when you're the youngest you're like always trying to keep up running around entertaining like being seen and my parents put me in everything but they just realized at a very young age that I was going to be a performer in some Mm. kind of way and so dance was something that they put me in my older sister was in it and over time it was one of those things that it's just you know when you get put into something and you realize that you're good at it and everybody's telling you that you're really good at it? Just like naturally talented. Yeah. yeah. And that's just one of those things with dance that when I went into it, it was like, oh, wow, this is – I think this is my thing. Right. And I always just loved it and just dove right into it. Um, And – the rest is history. I think something about my journey as a kid. So my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer when I was four and I was homeschooled all the way up until I was in seventh grade, mostly Mm -hmm. because my mom wanted to spend a lot of time with us while she was battling breast cancer. So she Mm -hmm. battled it for five years and she passed away when I was nine. So we would literally just be doing schoolwork in like all the doctor's offices. Um, And my childhood was very different um dance was like my outlet to go and to do anything and everything it was where I met my friends it was like just 
when I was in my in my room like that to me when people are like how did you get into like freestyling and just choreographing and it was like it's because it's all I had you know it was my outlet of of just um like kind of just like therapy for me and um through the years I knew by the age of like 11 I was like this is what I want to do for the rest of my life there was like a bigger picture and I didn't know how to describe it. Um, I knew I wanted just to be in the industry. Like right. I wanted to be a professional dancer because that's what I understood at the time. I grew up in the middle of nowhere in Tennessee, basically in Fisherville. So there wasn't like a lot of people around me telling me like, oh, these are all these different options. It was mm-hmm. like being a professional dancer, let alone was just like fucking crazy. super bizarre. I mean, I've seen Samantha's home videos and you can tell <laughs> she's just meant to be a star. Like she was so, f- I love watching her home videos because she's just so fucking cute and funny. She's been doing fight choreography since she was like nine. Y'all, I found, so me and my two cousins, Olivia and Claire, shout out, AA. Um, <laughs> so we, every year since I was in fourth, not fourth grade, when I was four years old, um, we would put on full-blown dance recitals. For the, so and like, cute. we had costume changes. Like we would get our cousins to do the background. Like I was literally doing things I didn't even know of, but it was the role of a creative director, a director. Actor, choreographer, <laughs> stylist. Like I would do the, Since the fucking home video. Days, I would put that on her name. Like literally, I'd be like, okay, film this, change the colors. We want different lighting. I would turn the lights off. I'd be flashing a flashlight. Quick costume changes, <laughs> invitations. I charged my family members. Oh, you and you had a dress code. And I threatened them. I was like, this is the dress code. If you show up to, th- I literally have a picture of it. I'm like, if you in. show up to the door and you're not wearing the dress code, you're not going to be out. let in. Um, but me and my cousins would while out. We would do short films at like family reunions where we would have like acting and fight scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, I sent it to Rain. <laughs> I loved that shit. I watched it over and over and over again because I was like, it's. A- I still see that Samantha and you. Like you've always just had that. Like, I don't know, passion and charisma. But it just comes to show when you look at childhood videos or pictures or you talk about, like, stories that happened. Mm -hmm. It really shows you that even though you didn't even really know, you've always had, you've always been the same. Yeah. You were born this way. Like, you were born and destined to be a star. Like, everything that you've told me from stories of growing up, it's like, even when you didn't even know as a child, you knew and hear and it's really yeah. cool. I mean, it's it's evolved in a way, right? Because, like, I've been telling Samantha recently. Like, as a kid, I was super shy and serious about everything. Like, my idea of a good time was literally being in the dojo for 12 hours. And I'm not trying to be cute or fun. Like, literally, that was it. And so I just started coming into my personality. Like, I would say 16-ish where I started to take life a little bit less serious. But I think I have to owe it to that personality trait for making me so driven as a young kid, I really think, like, if I'm looking at the sim- similarities between us two and, like, our childhoods and how we were brought up, it always seems to be the kids that came into this world. We're going to get a little bit deep here. But there's a there's a quote saying it's, like, um, those kids who come into a burning home. And it's not necessarily the home. I had a great home life. I mean, my parents were amazing. I know yours were, too. But um, it's more like you have a lot on your shoulders. It's almost like you have a soul contract to fulfill and because you have to figure out your purpose right away. And there's a reason why martial arts became my outlet at such an early age and why I loved things that were aggressive as a form of therapy. Because, I don't know, we could get into it in another episode, but there's so many interesting things about like family trauma that's passed down and things that chains you have to break. And it's always the people that 
have those passions at such early ages that you know some shit went down either in this lifetime or a past one or if you believe in that but mm-hmm. it, it's just crazy to think about and also something with me and Reina is that um we were both homeschooled for a very like i would say a huge majority of a huge majority of up, like yeah. um the the vital years of like social interaction so for me i was homeschooled up until seventh grade and i literally had to sit my dad down and i was like because my dad once my mom passed away he tried to step in in homeschool and i was like dad i was like love you but like this ain't working i need to go to a school um and then i went to a school from seventh grade up to my sophomore year and then i then again had to sit down with my dad and i was like dad I've got to move to Los Angeles. I got to do it. Like, this is ridiculous. I was miss. It was so hard for me at school because every weekend I was gone flying to different dance conventions. I was assisting choreographers and stuff by myself. Mind you, I got my hardship license when I was 14. So I could drive all by myself at 14. I would go to the dance studio, go to school. There were specific routes. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, if you have, like, a parent that passed away or your parents are divorced, there's, like, certain things. Yeah. Or I think you go to a certain school. Um, oh, wow. You have to pass the test, and you can go to certain, like, um, routes to get there. That's crazy. So I was always very independent, and I just convinced my dad, and then I just did online school. Um, from there, I moved to Los Angeles literally by myself. That's a whole thing in itself that we can get into later. But then, Raina, you were homeschooled. Um, I I was homeschooled fifth and sixth grade, I believe. And then I went back to school seventh and eighth grade. And then I was homeschooled again for like all of high school. And then I'm not going to college. Uh So I guess you could say I'm homeschooling for college too. But um, I'm just not going to college. You're pursuing. And that's one thing for me is people when I was growing up, it was like, oh, my gosh, you're not going to college. Like, oh, yeah. Like and it was crazier back then because social media wasn't even what it was. People really didn't even understand it was even a job or even something that could be a part of your income. That's why I have Um, so much respect for you because you were the trailblazer. Like you were in the first installment of like. Well, one thing I'll say, and we can also dive in this, too, for giving advice to people who want to pursue what we're pursuing. Yeah. Um, For me, and look, this is just my advice, right? But if you want to be a professional dancer, going to college, unless you're going to get a business degree for something outside of dance, don't go to college to get a dance degree. Don't do it because when you go to an audition, when you're going out there, nobody's going to care about a resume of like, I graduated from UCLA. They're going to take the resume that's like, oh, you've been on tour with Lady Gaga. Exactly. You've been in this music video. You've worked with this person. Oh, you have real life experience. Exactly. They're going to choose them all the way over you. and Every single time. Basically, if you want to go to college for fun, you can go get a dance degree. Or if you want to be an educator, of course, go go to college. But, like, if you're really trying to pursue dance as a professional dancer, like, college is honestly a waste of your time and money. Mm-hmm. Experience over degrees, always. And that's what my parents told me. I mean, my mom's Indian and she's saying that shit. So, like, um, I – but I understand because I've had to deal with it from, like, my Indian side of the family who just don't see the bigger picture. But they're still so supportive, which, like, means the world to me. But it's definitely, like, an uphill battle um, being in this industry, especially because, like – we're also kind of the first, I wouldn't say, infl- content creators that are doing what we do. So there's almost something to prove as well. I think um, for me growing up too, and it's one of those things where it's you look back and I'm just happy that things happened the way that they did, mm-hmm. honestly. Because it was hard um, at my school. It was very... Um, 
it was a specific type of crowd yeah i know exactly um, what you're talking more about. like just think about tennessee and it was just i didn't fit in yeah i did the people i didn't get along with i didn't align with they didn't get me they didn't understand what i was doing um and i was really grateful that it was that way because although right. i could you know have a conversation with anybody i didn't really have anybody that i was super close with well i have mm-hmm. one best friend that i still talk to to this day but other than that um i was just like what am I even doing here? Like, I'm not even going to talk to these people in two years. So why would I waste this time here? I'd rather go off. Mm -hmm. And it was hard. Um, Obviously there's sacrifices that we make, but I look back and I'm really happy for that. Um, And I know that Reina, like when you went to school, you didn't have the best experience either. Right. Because people were like bullying you. Um, Yeah. I mean, first of all, I just want to say that I know younger Samantha would be so proud of where you are now. And it makes me want to cry because your little face you when you were so young is just so cute. And I know she knew that she was going to accomplish so many amazing things. But here you are. Um, anyways, yeah, going to school was interesting because I quit martial arts um, in seventh grade just because I, I was homeschooled for fifth and sixth grade to like heavily pursue it. And I was just rubbed the wrong way by a lot of things that had happened and the people I met. You know how it is. The industry mm-hmm. is, is really brazen and crazy. But anyways, went to school. Um, I grew up in Encinitas, which is like a small little beach town. And I went to a Christian school there. Predominantly white people. Nothing wrong with that. Again, I'm half white. Nothing wrong with it. But I'm white, too. (laughs) Yeah, she white, too. Put it out on the record. But um, I did experience a lot of bullying just based on the fact that I was the first Indian girl that had ever gone to that school, especially my brother, because he's darker than me. He'd be called terrorist, um, dog, etc. He got it the worst. Me, because I I got more of my dad's genetics, but I would still receive things like, well, you're pretty for a brown girl or, you know, things like that. And um, it was more like the boys were interested in me because it was like more of like they were fetishizing fetishizing that's such a hard word to say fetishizing um my culture or like my skin tone so it was just very difficult and then also because it was a christian school rumors were spread that i had a different sexual orientation um they were saying that i was lesbian so the girls wouldn't touch me with a 10-foot pole every single time i'd go into the locker room everybody would leave no one would talk to me at all but i am so fucking grateful that happened and shout out to miss dixon my teacher who recently passed away um she encouraged me to get back into martial arts because i was dealing with so much at the time and oh my god um i just love her so much and i know she's like watching over me right now but like she is the one who encouraged me to get back into martial arts and without her i don't know where it'd be um but it really does take something like that and if if you're taking a break from your passion right now just because it became overwhelming like I see you and I hear you um take the time that you need but if you're so blessed to have somebody like her to recenter you and refocus you um I went right back into martial arts and I mean knocked out a depression knocked out all those like suicidal thoughts and um here I am now and that's why I decided to be homeschooled through high school because I said I'm done with that. I'm done trying to be normal. Like, people are horrible. Um, The only thing that ever kept me grounded was martial arts. I could be in a room full of people that make me feel horrible about myself, and I'll just be coming up with martial arts choreography in my head because that's the only thing that makes me feel safe. And, uh, yeah, it just ignites, like, a spark in my body that, like, literally can't put into words. 
But that's why having a passion and discovering that and investing in discovering a passion. If you're a parent with a child, put them in every single sport, put them in different crafts so they can explore that for themselves. Because the only thing that got me out of being bullied and feeling lost and it doesn't stop. I've I've been through fucking horrible shit since then. What got me through it? Martial arts. Wow. I mean, honestly, there's so much that I want to talk about, even with just everything you just said. And I guess one thing that comes to mind that we start to realize as we get older is the impact that our teachers gave us. Yeah. And how much it affects our life. Because as you're younger, you're just like, oh, that's just my teacher, you know. They're very sweet, but like you're just kind of moving quickly. You're not really thinking about the bigger picture and the sacrifices that they make and the time they take out of their day to really check in and like really support. So shout out to all the amazing teachers out there and mentors who are are helping others because that really it makes such a big difference. And I know that for anybody out there that might be bullied or made fun of for being different, for having different passions, this is coming from two different people from two different walks of life. And, you know, we're here to let you know that it's going to be okay. And it's good to be special and it's good to be different because who wants to fit in? Everybody wants to fit in because they're scared and they don't have um they're insecure because they might not have found their passion yet right. but we did and i think keeping that aligned if if you're maybe going through something right now that it's okay to be different it's okay to stand out and it pays and off in the long run too it does it, it really, really does. does and i think that there was a lot um for me growing up i was bullied a lot at my dance studio um there was a dance mom. It's like literally the show Dance Moms. Yeah, there was intense. My mom, when she passed away, you know, I was like this little kid going to the dance studio from nine on, nine years old on. And my dad, God bless him, he just wasn't, he was, he's not a dance mom. He's not going to go to the studio and stare at the window the whole time and make sure that I'm in the front and then argue with teachers. He's That's just like, love him. he's like, go have fun, sweetie. He leaves. But the other moms are like staring there and they're, there was this one mom who um, just didn't like that I was the best dancer, I guess, and would be right. her daughter and would literally spread rumors to other moms that I was a horrible influence. Mind you, I was literally the most like I was home, a homeschooled girl who literally did nothing but just care and love and just dance and just have fun. And it's like <laughs> I was painted out to be some weird person, but would spread lies and rumors. And then other kids would now not be allowed to hang out with me. Um, and I, at nine years old on how had to learn to stand up for myself and to defend myself against like 45 year old women. Um, and there's a lot of stories too of overcoming. And it's actually really funny. I was telling Raina a story the other day about a situation where I overcame a lot of, um, a lot of obstacles that was thrown in me and, and, it kind of is, is cool looking back on to be like, you know what, I've I've always been a fighter. I've always really fought oh, for yeah. what I loved. And um, without those experiences, I wouldn't have been the person I am today to be able to, right. you know what I'm saying, get through um, people not wanting me to win and, and not wanting you to succeed. Because when you have something and you have a talent, people, for the most part, are just going to be jealous of it and right. they're going to try to take it from you. Um, and so being able to learn how to defend yourself and how to stand up for yourself, that was something I really learned, um, going through all that growing up. Right. Those lessons are so important to learn when you're young, because like you said, when you grow up, then you're then 
equipped to deal with the situations that you had to endure. And those situations were ones that were far more like extreme than this one, but it just like it helped you be in that place to where you could go through it, not seamlessly, but just in a way where you know how to handle it. And like, I, I already said this earlier, I don't even know how it came up, but like, fuck those dance moms, fuck those dragon moms um, who even use like trauma against you to try to break you down as a fucking child. Horrible. But you've literally always been a fighter. I mean, if there's one word to describe you, it would be fucking fighter. And for you, too, I know there's so much. We only have so much time in this episode today, but we're definitely going to have to break down more because, Mm -hmm. you know, there's just so much that I hope that you listening right now can take comfort in and know Mm -hmm. that you're not alone because there's nothing worse than feeling alone. And um, just knowing that you have the Threat League on your side, we're going to pull up. We're going to pull up. Crazy. You want to fucking come at me? Come at me, bitch. We'll come for them. We any crazy dance ATO. mom, anybody coming at you, compete, anything that you're doing, call us. Yeah. But on that beep, note, beep, beep, beep. <laughs> on that note, um, we are out of time for today, but um, I hope you guys enjoyed, you know, just hearing more about what it was like growing up, because that's a huge part of who we are today and, and, and how we carry ourselves and, and how we... Um, got here absolutely i love how we went from fucking dying laughing on the floor to this like that's literally our conversation so this is wait really quick yeah okay speed speed round Uh advice you'd give to somebody who wants to be a martial artist you have 15 seconds go um be different dare to be different um combine different styles of martial arts don't listen to the old heads that want you to stick with the contemporary style be different stand out create your own style and don't listen to the haters that want correct technique or say you're gonna get beat up in the streets fuck them you're not doing to beat up people in the streets you're doing it to be different you're doing it because it's your passion so be fucking different and explore that Okay, and I'm going to go really quick. If you want to be a professional dancer, make sure you make a long-term plan. If you want to dance, that's great. Your body's not always going to be there. Some things can happen. So make sure you have a long-term goal. Something that people don't talk about is how much you get paid as a professional dancer, even to go on tour with the biggest artist in the world. It's actually not that much. It's more of like a day job, but people don't tell you that because they want to seem like they're all cool and macho. So make sure you actually do your research, ask around actually map out your your long-term goal outside of dance maybe building a business opening up a studio being on convention starting a brand um build that start that but always stay true to yourself pursue your passions that part that part okay okay love you guys and we'll see you next wednesday um make sure to bring your swords and we'll see you then hump somebody you love (laughs)